You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. BFF's Action Hour is live. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, happy to have you here. Had a great, really strong fantasy hour today. If you missed it, catch it on demand. You'll also be, listen, be able to listen to it uh, each and every day, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, and, of course, all of our video content on demand on YouTube. As we mentioned, first hour, I want to remind you here in Hour 2, if you want to get into a DFS contest with both of your BFFs, Greg and my, Greg and Frank, I said Greg and myself, that, that's all true, uh, with Frank and myself, uh, head on over to FanDuel, get in our contest. Frank will uh, invite you. Make sure you enter a team in. We want to play for some money tonight, uh, so please enter that in. Yeah, the way that FanDuel works is you have to get a certain number, a certain percentage into the FanDuel contest in order for it to run for money. So if you played in our BFF contest before, uh, we're doing the same thing tonight. MLB DFS for the main slate starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you've been in it before, again, just click on the Friends tab on the top on FanDuel and you'll be able to set your lineup for tonight. Uh, if you want to join in, in the contest, you can hit me up on Twitter at Roto underscore Frank or leave us a comment on YouTube and send us your username and we'll try and get you in. Absolutely. We will get you in the game and we'll have some fun later tonight. So I, I wanted to actually start off with what just happened, Frank. I know you don't actually care, but it's worth mentioning. The Federer Night, do you watch Teddy Tennis? Are you a tennis guy by any means? I played tennis in high school. I don't watch or follow it at all. I really like the video game Mario Tennis. Oh, right. So it was Roger Federer versus his arch rival, longtime rival, Rafael Nadal in the semifinals. Do you know who they are? Yes, I've heard of those names. All right. So it was another classic between them. Four sets with Roger Federer uh, taking this one home. So it will be once again in the Wimbledon final on today's Friday. On Sunday, it will be Novak Djokovic. Versus Roger Federer once again in the finals. Whoa! Who you got, Greg? You got. You don't got to do that. What? You don't have to do that. Who you got? So my point was, it, but, isn't one of them really good on? They're both amazing. So that's Nadal. Nadal's oh, amazing Nadal. on clay. He's really good on clay. Okay. Yes, but this is on grass. It's Wimbledon. Okay, so does that favor either one of these well, guys? Well, Nadal's not in. That not in this. No, I understand. I mean, between who's playing, actually. Djokovic well, well, and, and well, Federer. At this point in their careers, Joker's probably a better player. Joker is minus 215. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What'd you just call him? The Joker. The Joker? It's a nickname for Novak Joker. Yeah, there's only one of those, Greg. It's Nikola Jokic. Uh, uh, what are you doing now? What are no, you doing Novak right Djokovic now? was a Joker long before Nikola Jokic. No, 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 no. There can only be one. It Joker, probably should Greg. be called the Joker, because that's how you pronounce his name. There can only be one Joker. Greg. So there's a Joker and a Joker. Actually, it's Heath Ledger, if we're being honest. Technically, it's, it's, it's not, because there was a Joker before Heath Ledger. Like Jim, uh, Jim Carrey played the Riddler, but there was a Joker before uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, uh, and he was awesome at it. So but, go. I mean, come on. Heath Ledger as a Joker? Come on, Greg. He's great. 
Isn't what, There's another one coming out. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. No, 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 no. It's the guy who played in um, Gladiator, the bad guy. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, that's who it is. I always get the two of them confused. Yeah, yeah. I could see why you would. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. Have you he, seen any of the trailers I have, for it? actually. Yeah. Weird dude. He's a really weird dude. But that's kind of the dude you need to play Absolutely. Joker, for sure. Absolutely. Anyway, speaking of Joker. I don't know how we, we went all the way from Novak Djokovic to Heath Ledger Joaquin and the Joker. And Joaquin but uh, but I will, my original point is uh, there can only be one, and Nikola Jokic is the Joker, Greg. Absolutely. Wimbledon finals uh, via five dimes. Novak Djokovic is minus 215. Roger Federer is plus 178. Who do you got? Joker. The Joker? Yeah. I You're laying the money there? I like Federer. I'm a Federer guy, admittedly. Djokovic, at this point in his career, just seems like a better player for me. I agree, Greg. Thanks, man. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of tennis. So I like watching tennis. Like for the, I, I, when it comes to golf and tennis, I watch the majors. I, I'm sure I'll bet on the British Open with my friends next week. We always like draft players, and I love it. That's golf. Is this stuff that you just get into once you turn 30? No. Like, am I going to get into this stuff once I turn 30? No, if you're not into it now, you won't be into it. Like, I used okay. to watch golf. Um, ever, so the Masters is always like, around Passover, mm-hmm. and I was always in Florida with like, my grandparents for Passover. So we'd always watch like, the Masters together. And because of that, I kind of grew a, a love for golf. And then tennis is like, I don't know, some of the best athletes in the world, like Serena Williams. And, and You know, I saw yesterday she's 37 years old. Yeah, she's the best. And she's still amazing. She's still the best in the world. She's 37 years old, Greg. She had a kid, remember? And she's still killing it in tennis. I feel like once you get to 37, you probably shouldn't be as good as you once were in tennis. Like, tennis is something that requires a ton of stamina that's and how conditioning. Much, that's how much better she is than everybody else. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm not off base in saying that tennis and golf are probably two of the more affluent sports, right? Is I don't know. I don't know. You no, know, they're they're like country clubish kind you know, of things. I, I totally, I, I totally get why you're Maybe saying that. Maybe that's why you like it. Probably not. <laughs> probably not the discussions I heard this morning. Greg is rich. Greg is rich. I'm, I'm definitely not rich. Uh, Richer than me. Am I? Probably. I don't know. I mean, you live in the city, Greg. Come on. I, I do live in the city. I live in a basement in Queens. But I'm, I'm much more broke than you are because of it. Like, <laughs> that, that's true. Like you, got, you are digging your own grave. You bought your lunch. <laughs> uh, you were able to buy lunch. I, I'm not happy about that either. If you're watching or listening, King, I'm not happy about this. Do tell. She's not watching no. or listening. No. I, I bring my lunch. And we, were at, we couldn't even afford more arugula this week. Well, true story. Last night I had dodgeball, Greg. We won. Shout out to Balls of Teal. That's the team name. Uh, but by the time we got home, we went to the bar afterwards to hang out with all of our dodgeball compadres. I got home at 1 a.m. You can't make salads at 1 a.m. when you're like half drunk. Why can't you make it this morning? Oh, I, I don't wake up nearly early enough to do that, Greg. I wake up with about 20 minutes to spare. I uh, brush my teeth. Normally do my hair. Didn't feel like doing my hair today. That's why I'm wearing a hat. And that's how we got here. Yeah, it's funny. I got out of the shower. I told you my mom's staying with me this week. And, How's that going? Uh, fine. Fine. All right. <laughs> I mean, so I got out of the shower. If, if looks can kill I got out of the shower. My mom was like, oh, you, you, you gotta, why, why are you like, hanging out? You got to go. I'm like, I got plenty of time. Like, I'm fine. I just like my mother's mothering me. I'm yeah. 30 years old, 31 years old in my own apartment. You're how old? 31. 41? No, that's not <laughs> All right, I want to take a break. I want to get into baseball. No, um, no, no, no. I want to talk about Russell Westbrook. We'll do baseball later. That's what I'm saying. I want to talk about baseball later on, all the games tonight. When we come back, how Russell Westbrook affects things in the West.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. So the balance of power in the Western Conference once again shifted a bit yesterday. And I feel like I mentioned at some point over the past couple of weeks that the Rockets have been eerily quiet. Like you knew that Daryl Morey has the itch that he can't not do anything. And yet there he sat. And I believe, Frank, you were the one that was like, listen, what, what can he do? There's not all that much for them to do. Until... He did. Chris Paul traded over to Oklahoma City in exchange for Russell Westbrook. Houston also giving up a whole bunch of draft picks since the begin- since the NBA draft. The Oklahoma City Thunder have acquired eight new draft picks, including not five just draft picks, Greg. Eight first new round first picks, round picks. Eight first yep. round draft picks, including five from Los Angeles, two from Houston. Uh, one from Denver, and it doesn't include the four pick swaps in the first round that they have at their disposal as well. They did give up two superstars, but listen, if you're going to rebuild and you have to rebuild, this is all that you could do. This will not be the first time Chris Paul is playing in Oklahoma City, as if you remember the Hornets split time in Oklahoma City uh, for a season when he played for them. Now, Mayor David Holt, things not going well for him, as he tweeted out um, on June 30th, Frank, he tweeted this out. He is the mayor of Oklahoma City. If you ask me, a quiet free agency is a blessing when you got an MVP and an MVP finalist on your roster. Presuming better health, a second full year to hone the dynamic, the return of Roberson plus renewed league parity, I like our squad just fine. Hashtag, good to be a Thunder. Not so good anymore. (laughs) I don't think that they're going to be terrible, but obviously losing a former MVP and an MVP candidate in Paul George and Russell Westbrook, it's going to have your effect, but... You know, this this reminds me a lot of what the Boston Celtics and Danny Ainge did when they um, ultimately traded away Kevin Garnett and, you know, that that all, all those trades that he made. You know, it, it seems like we're still getting first-round picks now that the Boston Celtics were, you know, got from that trade, of, it seems like almost a decade ago. So, shades of uh, Danny Ainge and the Celtics here with what uh, Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder are putting together. Eight first-round picks they have acquired from now until 2026, and Greg mentioned it with the right to uh, swap first-round picks with those teams as well. And, you know, by the time 2026 rolls around, Greg, the Houston Rockets, I mean, who knows what their team's going to look like. Same thing for the Clippers, right? In 2023 or 2024, what is that team going to look like? No one knows. I mean, Kawhi Leonard has an opt-out in two years from now. So I think that, you know, it's going to be an accelerated uh, rebuild process here for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They still have Chris Paul under contract. They still have uh, Danilo Gallinari. They got Shea Gilgis-Alexander in the Paul George trade. So you have your point guard of the future, and if there's anyone that you want them to learn from on how to be a pro and how to be a professional point guard, it's Chris Paul. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, they can't trade Chris Paul right away now, right, Greg? 
isn't that how it works in the NBA? Is once you acquire someone, you have to wait a certain time period before you. That's trade only them? when you sign them. Sign okay, so they can flip Chris Paul yes, right now if they wanted to. Sure, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. So I don't. Again, we questioned originally with Chris Paul. We didn't know what the market would be, and I still yeah, don't know what the market for Chris Paul would be. It's it's a massive contract. From it's, what? From here on out, I think it's three years, and it's like over $100 million if he opts into that Correct. final year, which, which he will. obviously will. From what I read, they acquired Chris Paul with the expectation that he will play for them. And I think their win total is at 40 and a so, half. So that's exactly what I was pulling up now. Um, the NBA... Where was it? Okay, the NBA... They'll still be slightly stuff. competitive because Chris Paul, Gallinari, Steven Adams... Shea Gilgis Alexander. I 39 mean, and a half is their win total. It's not like they have nobody on their team, Greg. They still have some really good players. I'm really interested in Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander, even though they acquired Chris Well, Paul. why is that, though? Because then Chris Paul. Isn't the usage going to be tough for him to, to come not around Chris for Paul Shea Gilgis Alexander? With quad injuries. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, but, but really, you're going to draft Shea Gildas Alexander for fantasy purposes, yes. hoping that Chris Paul gets hurt? Knowing that Chris Paul will get hurt, yes. Eh. But I just, think, just think about this for a second, Frankie. This quartet of LeBron and his friends, look at where they've ended up, right? LeBron, best player in the NBA still. Playing in L.A. with the Lakers, the bright lights, everything you could ask for. Carmelo Anthony, forced out of the NBA, forced out of New York. Played in Oklahoma City, actually. Went to Houston. Does he ever play another game in the NBA? No. Carmelo Anthony. It's over. It's over? Dwayne Wade left Miami for his home in Chicago, went and was going to be a bench player for LeBron in Cleveland. Has a nice swan song in Miami. He's done. Chris Paul forces his way to L.A., forces his way, I guess as a free agent really, but sign and trade, to Houston, blows up with James Harden, and now he's basically playing in Oklahoma to end his career. Crazy how quickly it all goes by. Yeah, it does. Look, there's a changing of the guard in the NBA right now. This isn't LeBron James's NBA anymore. I know that he is the second favorite in the NBA to win the finals right now, but if I were an odds maker, I probably wouldn't have the Lakers as the second favorite uh, to win the NBA finals. And you know, there's a there's a ton of you know budding superstars that are that are up and coming here, Greg, with with Giannis Antetokounmpo and uh, Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, I think those are the big names in the NBA. And now, and now obviously, you're going to have the Zion Williamsons of the world as well, R.J. Barrett. So uh, times are changing here in the NBA. So the odds have been adjusted just a little bit over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I talked about the Rockets before, and I thought they were actually a very, very good value. They're now the fourth most likely team uh, to win the NBA championship. They are plus 800 right now to win with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I saw all the jokes about, is this, is there only one ball? How is anybody else on this Rockets team going to touch the ball? When I saw a really good, um, I don't know if it's a gif or a meme or whatever, of when... Russell Westbrook and James Harden are one assist away from a triple-double, and it's that meme of, I think it was Chris Paul and Blake Griffin when they were both on the Clippers, passing it back and forth to each other. (laughs) And that's what it's going to be with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, neither of whom are really known for their defense, I'd say. I don't know how this is going to work out, Greg. I mean, two of the top 10 highest usage rates in the NBA. James Harden led the NBA in usage rate last year at 39.6%. The next closest was Joel Embiid at 32.7%. James Harden had a 7% higher usage rate than the second highest usage rate. Just think about that. If you combine James Harden and Russell Westbrook's usage rates from last season, 
That is 79.7% usage rate, Greg. They both ranked inside the top 10. It's going to be really interesting to see how this works out. I know that they played together in the past. That was a long time ago. That's when, you know, Russell Westbrook was still young in his career. He wasn't the triple-double machine that he is today. Back then, James Harden was the sixth man for that Oklahoma City Thunder team, and a lot of the times they would stagger those minutes. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this works out for the Houston Rockets. As of now, my initial lean, look, I think both players are obviously super talented. Russell Westbrook is like in the top 3% in the league in terms of physicality. He is a physical freak, what he can do on the court. But his decision-making is baffling to me at times, Greg. I mean, his his turnovers are very high, and his shot selection is not very good. I don't think that Russell Westbrook is a winning basketball player. I have said that before, and I'm going to stick by it. And I think you can make a similar argument for James Harden. I don't know how it's going to work out together. As of now, today, on July 12th, I don't think that they finish in the top four in the Western Conference next year. I don't love how they could coexist either, though it's funny. I looked at this picture I have here of Paul George and Russell Westbrook. It's not five, right? Yeah. I looked at it quickly. I thought it was James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Given, yeah, Harden uh, used to rock the 13. Rocks 13 for the Thunder. Of course, Russell Westbrook, James Harden now together in red uh, in Houston, and we'll see how that goes. You seen the Photoshop pictures already? No. Westbrook look, looks weird in red, man. Look really? it up on Twitter. Like, you could find a picture of Russell Westbrook. It's just you've seen him for so long in that blue jersey, that white and blue of the Oklahoma City Thunder, now to see him in red, it's just such a stark contrast. It's very weird. Oh, it's it's going to take some getting used to. It's weird. There, there's one for you right in the middle there. Oh, it's very That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. That's weird. That is what it is. Uh, it'll take some getting used to uh, for sure. Oh, here's, I think, the exact picture I was looking at almost with a photo shop. Yeah, that's, that's the picture I saw yesterday. It's actually a pretty cool picture. I'm Man, people would be, I'd become so good at Photoshop. I mean, I, I, don't know how, I don't know how you put a different jersey on someone. They haven't worn before. So seamlessly. It's crazy. So seamlessly. You know what I, you know what I will say, Greg? What, Frank? Clint Capella, Russell Westbrook, and... A lot of in, rebounds there. No, but that, that pick and roll, because Russell Westbrook used to run that pick and roll with sure, Steven Adams. Adams. Yeah, yeah. With Clint Capella, man. I mean, his efficiency is going to be off the charts. All right, we'll come back. I got some breaking news for you when it comes to the NFL. Well, you know what it is next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. Create a DK Sportsbook account, make a deposit, and place your bet. And DraftKings match up to $500. That seems pretty easy. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Dancing thing. Slower before we get copyright infringed. I'm digging that song. We should just do a whole hour where we play music like that in the background and we dress up like Stranger Things characters. No. Why not? Not interested. Danny's in. You're out. Danny's in. 
Great. We'll make it the popping off hour. How about that? You could, you could come every Tuesday and Thursday night and be up here and popping off at the pop for the actual. Or we could hour. just make the second hour of BFFs the popping off hour. I'm sure, Danny would love that. Yeah, Pick Danny's you out. Yeah. Bring Danny up here. Play some Stranger Things music. Again, you could appear t- tonight. Uh, is Friday. The next to popping off is on Tuesday evening. Greg, why are you no fun? Just tell it like it is. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to listen to '80s music. No. You don't want to dress up like Stranger Things. No. What do you want to do? I want to eat and watch baseball. Yeah, he wants to sit in his patio, his his couch, his rich man condo patio. You've been there. You don't. His, I don't have that. His penthouse. I don't have that either. He wants to read his book. I would like. He to gets one of those like long cigarette holder things in his mouth with his monocle and his top Never hat. Never smoked a cigarette in my life. And he reads his book and he drinks his Chardonnay. Come on, Greg. Oh yeah, a, a beer. Gosh, dude, come like. You skipped your 30s. You went from 29 to 40. I'm in my 30s. You went from 29 to 50. In my early 30s. You went from 29 to 60. Great. You have a little fun, Greg. Come I'm on. I'm having fun. You want to have fun? You wanna- All right, what's the breaking news? I'm very scared now, actually. Uh, it rev- regards someone that you like, Frank. Oh, gosh. It regards Darius Geis. No, don't do this, Greg. Don't. Darius I don't know Geis- if I'm ready for this on a Friday. Darius Geis will not be ready to rock when training camp begins. Oh, gosh. As Darius Geis now has a hamstring injury. He is questionable for the start of training camp. He missed his entire rookie season based on a torn ACL. And I have to wonder if hurting his hamstring is related to the fact that the ACL recovery has not exactly worked smoothly. You know, sometimes, Greg, I think that Virginia Zakis and inside injuries have a crystal ball. She legitimately called this yesterday. She said she wouldn't be surprised if Darius Geis suffers some kind of compensatory injury coming back from this ACL. And the fact that he dealt with the infection. God. Oh, gosh. This sucks, man. I I mean, I feel bad for the guy. You can't ask for a worse start to your NFL career than getting a few carries in a preseason game, tearing your ACL, having to undergo multiple surgeries after the torn ACL to clean up an infection you're still not right. Now you suffer a hamstring, and going into your second season, you're not going to be ready heading into training camp because of this injury. It sucks, man. It sucks. Greg, I'll throw this your way. Sure. I'll ask you a little bit of fantasy, fantasy football question sure. here. You're a fantasy expert. I try to be. In my home league, keeper league, same league as Michael Florio, actually. One of my keepers already, Zach Ertz, round four. I'm keeping him. No issue there. Super flex, 12 teams, half PPR. I'm keeping Zach Ertz in the fourth round. The other keeper that I was going to submit was Darius Geist in the 13th round, Greg. I remember that, yeah. Now, my other options are, they're just not good value, but they're good players. Rashad Penny in the seventh, Dante Pettis in the sixth, Kirk Cousins in the seventh. Super flex. I see you shaking your head. None of those excite me. But how can you be excited about Darius Geis now? I mean, I guess in the, the 13th, 13th round, round, like, it's... There's no harm. There's no harm there? No, zero. But, I mean, at this point, what's, what's the upside going to be for a running back coming off a torn ACL already with a hamstring injury, Greg? What's the upside going to be? He's legitimately not going to contribute anything until October at the earliest. It wouldn't surprise me if he starts the year on the pup, Greg. And all, everything that we said earlier in the week about Adrian Peterson being a value... You kissed that goodbye. You know, he, his ADP just jumped a round or two. So what are you doing with Darius Geis? Keeping him in the 13th round doesn't cost me anything. All right. 
But you're absolutely right. Adrian Peterson's value goes up. Darius Geis was going in the seventh round. How much does he fall now? I would say at least two rounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're looking at the 10th round for him. Yeah, ninth, ninth, 10th round. Mm-hmm. That sucks, man. I feel bad for Darius Geis. I'm excited I took Tariq Cohen over him in my Scott's Fishbowl. Good call. Worked out all right. Worked out all right. Um, so that's the big news. Darius Geis hurts his hamstring. He will not, excuse me, not be ready for the beginning of training camp. Frank, the Yankees lineup is out, and that brings me to the B, brings me to the fact that baseball is back. The All-Star game happened a couple of days ago. Baseball was back last night. We had one game, one for one on our picks. It's a nice little start there. Not bad. Lance Lynn. That was all you. Pretty good. Not bad. I remember about a month ago this time, maybe a month and a half, sat right in this chair and I said, Lance Lynn is awesome. He's throwing a cutter slider more this year. I mean, in years past, he was a guy who relied on his fastball over 70% of the time. He throws like two or three different iterations of a fastball, so it's not just like a Freddie Peralta straight fastball four-seamer that he throws every single time. Lance Lynn has like three different kinds of fastballs that, that he uses, but this year he's also working in a cutter slash slider, which has been awesome for him. I mean, to strike out the Houston Astros 11 times and go seven shutout innings, phenomenal job by Lance Lynn. I love him for fantasy purposes moving forward. And we've talked about this as well, Greg. Chris Woodward and the, what he's done with the Texas Rangers, Excellent. you can't say enough good things about how quickly he has turned this team around. And a lot of that goes to, obviously, him. A lot of it goes to what they've done with the pitching staff, turning around guys like Mike Miner, Lance Lynn. And how about Joey Gallo? Joey Gallo, I mean, even missing a couple of weeks because of, uh, a call, because of the, what was it, oblique. Oblique with Joey Gallo. He's having a phenomenal season, career year. Finally, you know, putting lifting together. that batting average and uh, and putting together that that monster season that we thought he could have. So, shout out to the Rangers; they're doing a great job this year. Shout out to Chris Woodward, first year manager. By the way, it's so weird to me that like Wilson Contreras didn't play today. First day after the All Star break, why are you playing? What are we doing, Greg? Well, oh, uh, he caught three or four innings in the All Star game. Guess he needed a break. Unless it's a you Darvish has a personal catcher thing. I don't know. That might be a thing. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Oh, what's going on in that game, actually? Can we get an update here? Greg? Sure, it is nothing-nothing. Oh! Bottom four. I started Chris Archer in uh, one of my home leagues. Oh, yeah? Uh, no, uh, well, actually, I started Chris Archer in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, and I started you Darvish in one of my home leagues. All right, you're going to love this, then. Ready? It's Chris Archer, three and two-thirds, one hit, no walks, six Ks. Yeah, but he has first and second right now against him. Oh, he's walking With Victor Caratini, up. I could do one better for you. What do you got? You Darvish. Four innings. Perfect. Seven strikeouts. Zero walks. Zero hits for you Darvish. Well, good. Hopefully, look, if we can get these guys back on track for the second half, that, that could be huge for fantasy purposes. Greg. How about that? You Darvish and Chris Archer. We know what the upside can be for these guys. It's been a disastrous season for Chris Archer. And look, I will take the L. I'll hold it up on my forehead. I was wrong about Chris, Archer. Really Chris Archer. It was it was the first year that I was in on him because I thought that you were finally getting him at that discount that you deserved. You got it at a discount. Yeah. Not a big enough discount. But not a big enough one because he sits right now at a 5.25 ERA. I think he's still a talented player, but let's see if he can put it together for the second half. And you, Darvish, you know, I, I've continuously talked about how since that six-walk performance against the Marlins, Greg, about a lot, yeah. he's upped his cutter usage tremendously. And it's basically, like, in 10 starts since then, his XFIP is, like, 3.7 or 3.8. 
So I think better days are coming for you, Darvish. Starts right now. Full slate of games tonight on the MLB schedule. We're going to take a look at all. We'll give you our best bets a little bit later on. But we're going to go through game by game because, well, we're trying to help you win some money. Do you have a Jason Stark trivia question today, Greg? It's Friday. Oh, it's a little bit later. I forgot. It is Friday. It's we... Friday, Friday. Can we get to the Jason Stark trivia question of the day? Got to get our Jason Stark trivia question on Friday. All right, here we go. Your Jason Stark trivia question. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know if he has one, dude. It's kind of it's kind of dick. <laughs> is it not? I guess this is normally his thing. It's normally your thing. I don't. You, see you get very excited about it. I'm. I, I love it. All right. Well, if there's no trivia question, Greg, then we can start to preview the baseball games for tonight. Uh, maybe. Hey, Alex, do you have a trivia question for us by any chance? <laughs> Why would Alex have a trivia question? You never know. Do you want like just a basic pop culture trivia question? Yeah, have one. Do you have one? Something about Long Island. There's a lot going on with Long Island right now, yeah, right? Bagel with this, boss, the this whole, whole bagel thing going on. I didn't really. Do you want a question yeah. based on the bagel thing? No. I didn't really know much about this bagel thing until I heard Gabe and uh, Joe Ranieri talking about it a lot this morning, and then yeah. I had Alex fill me in. Alex is basically the guy who's been filling me in on anything that's going on in the world, which is good. I mean, I thought it was my job. Yeah, well, you've been slacking. I mean, you didn't, you didn't tell me about the bagel guy. Well, I, I thought you just watched our programming. Well, what's going on with this Area 51 thing right now? Do you want yeah, to fill me in on that? 400,000 people signed a petition to go storm Area 51. Why? It became a Facebook event, and uh, 400,000 about 400,000 people now have signed up to uh, storm Area 51 because they can't stop all of us, apparently, quote from the post. September 20th, Frank, uh, nine days before my birthday. They can't stop all of us. What, what does that mean? You're going to store in Area 51? They what want, is in they Area the 51? <laughs> they want to see the so aliens. Do you know Area 51 is? I know that, I think it's a map in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the first game. All right, so let me start there. So Area 51. It's something about aliens. I think, they have, I think it's an area where they have a bunch of hidden things locked away. Is that kind of the gist of it? That's the thought, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read you like the first line of Area 51's Wikipedia. The United States Air Force facility, commonly known as Area 51, is a highly classified remote detachment of Edwards Air Force Base within the Nevada Test and Training Range. Uh, basically, it comes from uh, a term that the CIA used during the Vietnam War, and there is a thought that aliens landed there, and they are being kept there for observation. Aliens in Area 51. That's the idea. And they're going to storm, and they're going to find out. Well, you know what you do when you tell them what you're going to do is if there are aliens there, right, Greg? Uh-huh. You give them the opportunity to move them somewhere else. That's right. <laughs> Am I, is, isn't that right? Am I missing something? Absolutely. You tell them that you're going to do something. They know it's coming. If there is anything there, they're just going to move it. Our MLB picks are next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Danny, what song is this again? Uh, that Breaking the Habit, Looking Park, is that what it is? No. You want me to tell you or you want to guess? He's Looking Park. Centuries. Centuries. Yep. 
Not Lincoln Park, Greg. All right, it was centuries, all right. But I thought it was like breaking the habit by Lincoln Park. I was fine. I was wrong. All right, we got 14 minutes to go, Frank. Oh, I thought it was the Allman Brothers. You didn't get my Allman Brothers joke. <laughs> oh, uh, I know that old people listen to them, and you fit that category. So, true story. When was the Allman Brothers conversation? When we were talking about Greg Allman, the Tampa Bay Bucks beat reporter for the so Athletic. So, that was Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. I got a text from EY, and you did too. Yeah, this was awesome. He was listening to the Allman Brothers. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like you, we, we got the Allman Brothers in your head. Like you, You're listening to them. And he's like, no. I literally just pulled out a record to listen to during dinner. And it was the Allman Brothers. I was like, oh, my God. That is weird. It is and weird. And awesome. It was weird for sure. Um, do, when you and King have dinner, do you listen to music in the background? No. Maybe we'll try it. I never thought about it. I like so usually watch a television show, sure, yeah, like yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine or something. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes like we're eating dinner, we have we have it in the back. We have like music in the background. I like it. My dad, actually, my dad has always done it, and I'm used to it. I like it. Okay. I wouldn't like listen to, like hardcore rap in the background, but like <laughs> it's just some like background music. You don't have uh, the next episode playing. I don't in the background yeah. with you and Judy exactly. slopping down some gnocchi. Yeah, oh, I love some <laughs> gnocchi. Oh my god, I'm gonna make some next week. I might have to. All right, tonight the Nats and the Phillies lead us off. Six oh five start from Philadelphia. What do you think about this one, Frank? The Nats and the Phillies division matchup here, Greggy. Pulling up the odds here. You have the Nationals, Steven Strasburg against Nick Pavetta. The Nationals, even on the road here in Philadelphia, a minus 150 favorite. Total at nine and a half. Uh, There's nothing I really love here. I wouldn't want to take Pavetta and the Phillies at plus 130. Pavetta just hasn't pitched well well recently, and that's obviously where the value is. Like You can lay minus 150 with Strasburg, but I don't really love that either. And these nine and a half totals with... One questionable pitcher and, like, one good pitcher, they're kind of hard to figure out. I think this game is just an overall avoid for me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not messing with this one. I'm not messing with yeah, this I don't, one. Yeah, I don't like it. I, if anything, I'm betting on the Nats. Minus 150. But it's not great. But it's not terrible. Yeah, I'm I don't know. You have Nats. to lay too much. All right, we got the Rays in Baltimore. Ioni Chirinos versus Dylan Bundy. Speaking of laying too much, minus 174 for the Rays. Certainly can't be betting on the Orioles. No, no, not Dylan Bundy either. Um... Yeah, look, they're home. They're in Camden Yards. Plus 150 for the Baltimore Orioles here. Minus 174 for Yanni Torinos and the Tampa Bay Rays. Again, a nine and a half total here. Yanni Torinos, for the most part, has pitched well this season. Uh, Dylan Bundy has shown, I guess, flashes at times. Uh, but this it wouldn't. This is a game that wouldn't surprise me if it goes over the number, Greg. Just because it's warm here in the Northeast today, I can see the ball flying out in Camden. Um, and Dylan Bundy is prone to giving up home runs, so I guess if I had to lean on anything here, it would be the over 9.5, but again, I don't really love this game. What do you think? I agree. I can't mess with this. It's, it's again, ultimately just too high between uh, the Rays and, and, and the O's. Maybe I'd go over the 9.5 number. It's not calling out to me. Yankees and Blue Jays from the stadium. Yankees are minus 300 tonight. That seems excessive. That seems excessive. Yeah, it's what it, it's only Domingo Herman's second start back. Yeah, man. Over under's eleven. He's telling me over under's eleven and I know Aaron Sanchez sucks, but like That is a huge number. Come on. You can't take the under tonight. No. No. You can't. No, I agree. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean available. there's nothing to do here. Unless you're a Blue Jays fan and you're just like, let me throw some money on plus two fifty because it's just great value. Huge underdog, but 
Again, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that has called out to me so far in these first three games that we've talked about, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. We're going to keep, keep it rocking now. This is a good one. Battle in the AO Central. It, it is Mariano Rivera, Captain America. I saw that. You said the tickets are very expensive. At the stadium. I did want to go to this game. So if you live in the New York, New Jersey area and you want shot a shot at a Captain America Marvel bobblehead, Danny, if you want to send someone there to go pick that up for you, uh, that is going on tonight at Yankee Stadium. You want to go for me? That'd be awesome. Uh, if you pay me, I'll go for you. How much? If you pay for my ticket. Oh, the cheapest ticket is only 50 bucks to get in the stadium tonight. Uh, yeah, 50 bucks. A little bit expensive for a bobblehead. Don't you know from Danny. He didn't say no. no. What do you think, Danny? You want to send me? I mean, if we can get a pool together... <laughs> I, I'm not paying anything. You pay five bucks. Everybody down here pays. So five. you can get a bobblehead? Yeah. No. Yeah, so that I could go to the game. Yeah. No. Get Frank, it's only five bucks. I get to go to the game. Right? I send you pictures. Right. Danny gets a bobblehead. It's a win-win for everybody. I'll send you pictures of the bobblehead. Yeah, I'm good. We'll even we can put it on the desk for the show. Nah. There you go. We'll share it. We'll share it. I'll even throw another five myself. Another five ten, there. Ten dollars. We're going to we get a collection basket going in the pit. Who else we got downstairs? What about Steve? What about Sean? Can we get five dollars? They'll do it. So Frank, They're so, in. so Frank, you're just going to go alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to the game. All right. <laughs> Prove that point. I called you right out there. All right. Uh, Battle of the AL Central. Your Twinkies against the Indians and Mike Clevenger. Minus 140 are the Indians tonight. Yeah, this is an interesting game because the last start that Clevenger had, he looked dominant. He looked awesome in that in his most recent start. But in the few starts before that, since returning off that long IL stint, he didn't look himself. So it's kind of been a mixed bag here for Mike Clevenger. And he's going up against a really dangerous lineup in the Minnesota Twins. Division matchup here, again, Greg, I, I think it's just a tough slate tonight. Because look, you're coming out of the All-Star break. All these teams are going to be fresh tonight. I don't know. I don't really have a strong lean on this one. The total's only nine. I kind of like the Twins. But the Indians lineup has been playing better really recently as well. Really much better. So Absolutely. would it surprise you if they go over the number? I mean, much like Clevenger, Kyle Gibson has been mostly inconsistent. Like, he goes through stretches where he pitches really, really well. But he also has these games where he gets blown up. So I don't really love this game either. It's uh, Clevenger and the Indians laying minus 140. They're the favorites at home. Kyle Gibson and the Twins at plus 122. I think if I had to choose something here, I'd probably take the Twins at plus 122. That's exactly what I'm doing. If I have to choose something, I'm taking Minnesota yeah. as well. But I don't love it. Metsies are in Miami. Caleb Smith, Jason Vargas. A battle of the two worst teams in the NL. What do you think, Frank? Is that true? I think so. The Mets are not one of the worst teams in the NL, Greg. They are. I know that we like to bash them, but are they actually... Like I statistically, sta- I, don't, I don't. I have my standings right here. Uh, in the NL, the the Mets, sorry, the Marlins are the worst team. They have thirty three wins. Uh, the Mets are the second worst team with forty wins. As I said, the Mets are the second worst team in the NL. Wow, Greg, you actually hit that one on the head. I wasn't. I knew. The, I knew that. I'm telling. Like I knew. I, I knew wow. that for a fact. I did not realize how yes. bad the Mets are. You know, it's interesting. They're bad, but like the NL's bad as a whole. So yeah, and they're not going to trade Syndergaard. Yeah, great job, Mets. Or Mets. The Mets and the Knicks are. The same franchise. Blue Orange, man. They are the same franchise. You know what's crazy? I just ordered an R.J. Barrett jersey, too. What a mistake. That's very dumb. Jason Vargas against Caleb Smith here, Greg. Caleb Smith's return. What are you going to get here? Obviously, he was mostly dominant earlier on in the season. A few of the starts right before he went on the I.L. were iffy. The Marlins are home. The Mets lineup is better than the Marlins. You can't deny that. 
So Brody, I, I don't like this one either, Greg. I don't like this game. I don't like any of the games tonight. So Brody Van Wagenen was actually is on Francesa right now. Okay, I believe, or he's somewhere. He's, he's talking right now. That must be awesome too. Maybe later. I, <laughs> but Brody Van Wagenen, you know how he said the off season, like come and get us. He said, "quote They came and got us." Really? <laughs> yeah. At least he has a good sense of humor, I guess, right? Without saying the word, he indicated the Mets will be sellers at the deadline. He plans on moving expiring contracts. Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler's gone. Um, He's probably going to go to Boston. But he does expect Syndergaard and DeGrom to remain with the team. Do you think that's the right call for the Mets, Greg? Yes. To keep Syndergaard? No. Because Syndergaard... Syndergaard, But Syndergaard does have two years of arbitration control still left on his contract. But Syndergaard can get you the most out of any pitcher on this market. So... It depends what's out there. You'd be able to turn this around rather quickly. We were talking about this last night down in the pit. Like what's it like? And we both said, as Yankee fans, that the pitcher we would want to trade, what we would want them to trade for most, is Noah Syndergaard. So, but if the Yankees go to the Mets and go give them Clint Frazier, they give them Demi Garcia, they give them Esteban Florial, for instance, for Syndergaard, they're accepting that. That would be a pretty quick turnaround, I think. They have to accept that. But but they wouldn't because they're the Mets. They wouldn't trade us. Who was Jay Bruce a couple of years ago? Because they just didn't want to deal with the Yankees. You think they're going to trade them two guys? I mean, we were just throwing it around, hypotheticals. But I think if you if you offered the Mets right now as the Yankees, Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, and Devi Garcia, or Esteban Florial, you offer them those three, that should get you Syndergaard and Zach Wheeler. But I don't think it's going to happen. I like the Mets tonight, by the way. You like the Mets? Yeah. Really? Not as my best bet. Just like- yeah. It's, yeah. Again, like I, there's nothing. There's two games that stand out to me. We haven't got to either one yet. It's probably not this one either. Garrett Cole versus the Rangers and Jesse Chavez. So I was looking into trying to parlay the Houston Astros money line with something else. But it's like, even if you put together the Astros and the... Actually, this isn't bad, Greg. If you parlay the Yankees and Astros money lines tonight, it comes out to minus 104. I mean, they're the not two bad. biggest... They're the two biggest favorites on the yeah, board. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Garrett Cole did face the Rangers earlier on the season, and he got blown up. So it's not – I realize that the odds say that they're minus 210 money line, but I don't think that in actuality they should be that big of favorites. I know how good Garrett Cole is, but he's already got blown up once by the Texas Rangers so far this year, and they just came out swinging last night, and they won five zips. So um, that, that parlay isn't terrible at minus 104, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Rangers win tonight. So I'm, I'm probably not doing that. Let me continue on. We only have a couple minutes left, and I want to try to get to as many games as possible. It's a battle of the Grays. Sonny Gray. Gianni Gray. What do you think? I like this game, Greg, and I like the way that the line is moving right now as well. Earlier before the show, you were getting Sonny Gray and the Cincinnati Reds money line at plus 118. It's now up to plus 124 over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You know that I am not a John Gray guy. Admittedly, he has pitched a lot better, specifically in the month of June. He pitched well. But let's not forget that start that Sonny Gray put together right before the All-Star break as well. Uh, right before July 4th, a completely dominant performance. I realize that they're in Coors Field, but Sonny Gray has pitched well. I think he is the better of the Grays. I think the Reds win tonight at plus 124. I like them a lot, Greg. All right, Sonny Gray. Do you like anything in this game or no? No. I don't like anything in this game. <laughs> All right. well, I mean, the Reds should be able to put together good at-bats in Coors Field against John Gray. That's... Like, I think using Jesse Winker tonight in DFS is, like, a really good play. I gave you the Battle of the Grays. Now let me get to the Battle of the Andersons as Sean Anderson, Chase Anderson in Milwaukee. Anything? I mean, how can this game excite you in any possible way? 
you have to lay minus 198 with Chase Anderson. Anderson. And the Milwaukee Brewers going up against the San Francisco Giants. There's just not a lot of value here, Greg. And the total is a weird one, too, because at 9.5, like, yeah, the, Brian, uh, the, the Brewers should be able to put up some runs against Sean Anderson, but... You don't really Anderson. have. You don't really have a lot of faith in the Giants being able to score anything here. This game's a pass for me. White Sox, Athletics. Oakland is a minus one ninety favorite at home against Ivan Nova and the White Sox. That seems a little out of whack to me, Frankie. Yeah, that's a big number, right? Minus like one ninety for the Oakland A's. Greg's best bet of the night is the White Sox plus one sixty four. <laughs> you love Ivan Nova. You cannot get enough of Ivan Nova. He did not allow a home run in his last start. I believe it was the first time all year. Five and two-thirds. Let's go. Ivan Nova in Oakland tonight, baby. That's exactly why Chris Davis is taking him deep tonight, Greg. Mariners and Angels, Bravos and Padres. Braves get him at minus 108 in San Diego. I That's, like that, too. Yeah, that was my other best bet of the night. My two of the night. Braves money line at minus 108. That's Dallas Keuchel on the mound against Nelson Lamette. And I like the Reds money line at plus 124. I like the Braves and the White Sox, both with plus money. Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. Thanks to everybody downstairs. Thanks to EY and Florio. We'll do it all again on Monday. We hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Here's what you missed on the BFFs. How early would you take Gurley? Why are you believing him? Uh, what makes you so high on Gurley? I think he's in play as early as the late first round, but I prefer him in the second round. But the reason I'm in on Todd Gurley has more to do with the Rams offense and and how it's going to lead to whoever is the running back there being successful. And Todd Gurley's been off the charts efficiently good. If he was not healthy, I mean, if he was not an injury risk with the knee, he'd be going first overall ahead of Saquon Barkley. No questions asked. And I just look at that as we're hearing a lot of negative reports this year, but a lot of them have been the same few things over and over again. Clickbait. It's off-season stories. We also have heard positive reports that Sean McVay himself has said Todd Gurley is still going to be the focal point of this offense. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, who is their radio play-by-play announcer and NFL, said he's going to see fewer snaps, but the touches could still be upwards of 20 a game. We've seen reports that have said 17 to 22 touches per game for Todd Gurley. And I broke it down. If he does what he did last year on a per-touch basis, he's easily worth this pick. But even if his efficiency goes from last year, it was 1.18 PPR points per touch. Let's say we scale that all the way back down to one PPR point per touch. If he is seeing 17 touches per game on average, he will finish, at least as of last year, as the RB8. So there's really, in my opinion, it's being overblown. And a big part of it is because of how efficient the Rams are going to be. This this is a crazy stat. Todd Gurley had eight defenders in the box last year, 8.2% of the time. The only running backs with fewer were Tariq Cohen and Wendell Smallwood. We're talking pass-catching specialists who, like in Smallwood's case, is out there on third downs. Todd Gurley, the guy who leads the league in touchdowns the last two years, they can't stack up boxes against him because the Rams spread the ball out so much. Additionally, it leads to him being very effective in the passing game. Last year, Todd Gurley was one of eight running backs with a minimum of 35 targets to average 
over seven receiving yards per target. So he's going to gain, I believe, yardage still in chunks. I still believe he can lead the league in touchdowns because if the, the Rams keep saying he's going to be the focal point of their offense, we know that when they get near pay dirt, it's going to go to Todd Gurley up the middle. So unless you think he is really going to miss a lot of time, I think that is the only way I would be avoiding him because I, to me, this doesn't seem like a scenario where, yeah, they drafted Daryl Henderson, but I don't think they're going to try to limit Todd Gurley to less than 15 touches per game. So just on the efficiency alone of the Rams offense, there is a lot of room for upside and the floor. I still think is higher than people want to give him credit for the stats you provided are, are all well and good. I mean, they're, they're awesome, but I don't, need you to convince me how awesome Todd Gurley is, right? Like, I know if Todd Gurley was 100% healthy and there are no, there are no issues, he'd be the number one overall pick. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh.